You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Whovians, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. That's right, folks. We're back, and we're going back to the 11th Doctor era now. We're slowly making our way through most of the Doctor Who stuff that we haven't talked about in many years or in a lot of times or ever. It's pretty amazing when we have so much Doctor Who still to talk about, which is great and everything. But then again, with us, we will be talking about class. We will be talking about Sarah Jane. We'll be talking about many things before we get to the wonderful, you know, trial of the Time Lord. So it should be a ton of fun. But we got a great one for you folks tonight. And this one, I'm not even kidding. This is a totally awesome episode that we're going to talk about. We are talking about A Good Man Goes to War. And this is, this. it's interesting what they were doing in these seasons. They were splitting them in half. And this was actually the first half of season five. Um, it was season six. Was it season six already? Yeah, yeah. Time flies when you're having so much fun. <laughs> so season six is the first half of season six is uh, finale, and it was interesting because this was also the season with the impossible astronaut. This is also uh, the season of you know we got you know, the almost people and it was pretty awesome. And this is also when we find out who River Song really is. That was always the biggest mystery for the first two seasons of Matt Smith. So it's gonna be a ton of fun to talk all about. And we've got a great crew to join us. Of course, Mary Ogle is here. Hi everybody, it is fantastic to be here. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. It's awesome to be with you guys tonight and it's gonna be a ton of fun to talk about. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at EarthStationWho.com is the best way to get in touch with us. So I guess, you know, not really a ton of Doctor Who news. We actually have a new casting for the new season of Doctor Who. And we are welcoming to the show Ind- Indira Barman, who a lot of people know as Susie from Torchwood. Actually. Susie lives! So it's pretty. I don't think she's playing Susie. No, she's actually playing (laughs) a character known as the, I think, the Duchess. Hmm. So. Yeah, I hadn't heard she was. Yeah, I think she's playing a villain. Yeah. Cool. Most likely. I have, uh, I have seen her in a lot of other things. Uh, of course, yeah, Doctor Who fans will remember her from uh, her, her brief stint at Torchwood. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, she was also on Luther. She played Luther's wife. Uh, she's also ex-wife, been in the ex-wife. Uh, There's a big difference. Uh, I think they were. 
Well, never mind. Uh, I was going to say, I think they were still married when the show started, but I'm not sure about that. So anyway, um, uh, and then she was also in Obi-Wan and Game of Thrones. And uh, I, and I've appreciated her every time I've seen her. So uh, this is great news. And look, I'm not, I don't care if she was already on something that was related to Doctor Who. Uh, I think uh, she's, um, Counted enough that uh, you will not mistake these two characters for one another. That happens all the time anyway. <laughs> Doctor Who, they're always reusing it, people. As we said before, it's a small island. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it's sometimes, with all the people that have had multiple roles on Doctor Who, sometimes it really surprises me, the British actors and actresses out there that have never been on Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm like, is that by choice? Because... <laughs> I would think just by a law of averages, everybody would be on Doctor Who at some point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone will be eventually, you know. I'm expecting to see Robert McIntyre up there, you know, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you said I would it. love that. Oh, no. But uh, this is not really, like, news news or anything. Um, uh, but uh, I also saw where... Uh, David Tennant was at a convention and someone asked about the specials and he said, uh, quote, it'll have lots of surprises like the old days. Uh, he said, I think there's stuff that people do not know is coming. And there's some stuff that people do know is coming. I'm like, well, okay, uh, thank you. That, that covers everything. <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a very standard, uh, <laughs> innocuous answer right from david like yeah there's uh i think there's gonna be some things that people don't know and people there, think yeah so yeah i mean but there's gonna be some stuff i, I do think though that surprise you and then we're not going to surprise you basically i i think that what i what i take that to mean though is that with all the stuff that's out there i think uh it is still going to be possible for doctor who to surprise us in some way and i'm i'm very excited by that possibility yeah, I look forward to that. I, I like the idea that, you know, people have certain expectations because of X, Y, Z, something that they've seen, something that they've heard, et cetera, et cetera. And it's entirely possible that 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 they will not be right. Not to not to rag on them for being wrong, but that Doctor Who will swerve things. And maybe some of the stuff that's been leaked has actually been uh, not... Uh, uh, leaked officially, you know what I mean? Like through official channels have leaked certain things, but they've certainly uh, done a lot of casting announcements for even uh, for Shooty's run. And this is way before we're even getting a date on when he's going to start. So that's, that's rare, I think, for New Who, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I think it's because people spotted them filming. Yeah, it could be. So it was going to come out anyway. It could be. Uh, but still, you know, the BBC has always been like, nope, nope, we don't know anything. We don't know anything until like a week before. Half the time, they're not even telling us when the, everything is actually coming out until like two weeks before. But I, I also think Russell T and his team are smart enough that like this wasn't done by the BBC. But I think Russell T and his team are smart enough to know that we need to build excitement. We need to be having people talk about Doctor Who, even when Doctor Who's not on. And this is a way we, that people can talk about Doctor Who and be excited for what's coming without just, you know, revealing a lot. No, I agree completely with that. Yeah, I mean, thank God, finally, they're committing to to doing some promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and every single one of their cast announcements, uh, the the people that I've recognized, there's been a lot that I haven't recognized, but every single person that they've announced that's going to be featured in some way, uh, I'm I'm like all for because they're they are casting really really well, and I and I like that too because you know a good cast can really help even if the you know script is lacking. These are people that can make you know, the best out of things. And I appreciate that too. Not that I want the scripts to be lacking because I don't. No, we, we, <laughs> please we... <laughs> give us good scripts. Yeah. We so want good scripts. We really, really good want good scripts. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting too, because that actually leads into the next story we actually have. 
there is going to be another big finish adventure featuring the second doctor and Jamie actually, actually, and it's all brand new and it's called James Robert McCrimmon. That's right. The doctor, (laughs) the second doctor actually gets to visit Jamie as a senior, like as an an adult. So it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of life Jamie had left and led for himself after the Time Lords banished him back to England, actually mm. Scotland. So it'll be very interesting to see the story. Because outside of, and I don't even know when he was taken or when he, like where that uh, timeline is in, in the fifth doctor, but that's the only time we've, we've seen him since officially, since he, since he, he was like booted out. Well, you got to see him in the five doctors real briefly. Yeah. And then you also got to see him in the two doctors, which was Colin Baker's here. That's right. That's right. And so, and it's interesting because people were trying, because Patrick Tratton was already gray in that part. So, and so it was real interesting because people were like going, where does that fit into the timeline and or anything like that? So that's, uh, you know, timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> So it was, it'll be interesting to see. And it's interesting, of course, they have, uh, Frazier, of course, is doing Jamie. And it's probably not going to be hard for him to, you know, act his own age finally. But it's also <laughs> going to have, uh, Michael Troughton playing the second doctor. So that's awesome. It's pretty interesting. I, I know that, I know that, uh, Frazier can do a pretty good, uh, Patrick Troughton voice. Um, and I'm glad to hear he's kind of not, playing against himself <laughs> oh god that i think weird. i think i think he has done that uh on a big finish if i'm not mistaken has he oh yeah he has in different times and because uh i mean i know he's actually, played both of them but i didn't know he had actually played opposite himself <laughs> oh it's not all that hard when you're doing audio adventures and stuff because you just record separately no, no, it's not not that's hard for him to do it, but it gets confusing when you're listening to it. Yeah. Well, his his Troughton is pretty spot on. Yeah, very much. So, so. I, 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 yeah, I don't think you'd have any problem. Uh, he does he he does a uh, he mimics uh, Patrick pretty well. Yeah. But no, I'm cool that uh, that uh, you know uh, I. I have, uh, as, as you and I think uh, Mary share this too, and Fraser, uh, Jamie is one of our favorite companions, and anything more with him is always welcome. Uh, and I really hope that, you know, inch by inch, we get more uh, closer and closer to getting an animated or some sort of version of his debut, because his origin story, I think, is the one of the ones that's missing that I want to see the most. The Highlanders. The Highlanders. Well, I read the book when they did the Target novelization, and that's the closest I've come to it. So, yeah, my understanding is that there's lots of battles and lots of things that are going to be would be difficult to animate. Right. Now, it'll be very interesting. I'll be very curious to see what they do with it. And fingers crossed, you know, it's going to be some adventure, great adventures. And we'll probably end up reviewing it here on the podcast. So we have plenty yeah. of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, plenty of slots to fill. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, we, uh, we we are getting closer and closer to the 60th, the, the debut of the specials. And then I think from there, we're going to have new Who pretty pretty consistently, right? Well, it depends on when Shooty's era begins. I mean, how much time are we going to have between the specials and well, or the Christmas the special, month, special and, and, and the rest of the season? Yeah. Is the Christmas special one of the David specials? No. Okay. No. Is the Christmas special Shooty's first one? That's what. Well, it's either his. I mean, I don't know if it's his first one or it's a standalone. Right. They aren't necessarily going to start the series from that. And plus, we don't know if Shooty appears in one of the specials. Yeah. He Ooh, might. No. I mean, he was in the trailer, but... Right. Right. I mean, It'll be very interesting yeah. to see what happens. And 
I would love to, you know, see what, see what, what it is. And, you know, as we get closer, I'm hoping we'll be revealed. You know, we already know the names, but we don't know who's appearing, if anything. And I still have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to see more doctors. I don't think David's going to be the only doctor. More doctors in the specials? Yes. Hmm. So. Entirely possible. Yeah. Um, And I also think that next year, starting next year, we'll probably see the first, if not more, uh, spinoffs of from Doctor Who. So I don't think we'll have to wait as long between New Who and related uh, programming than we have than we have for the last like I don't know five years or so. That would be nice. I'm really looking forward to the unit spinoff. Mm-hmm. Very much so. There's a lot that they can do with it, and there's still you know tons of rumors who's going to be in it. I'm hoping for Freema's going to be there, of course. Uh, that would be awesome. You know, and I, I hope they bring in. That. Hope they also bring in, of course, Ingrid Oliver back. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she'd be a regular, but I bet she'd come back as, you know, recurring. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Gemma leading the show. I think that would just be awesome. Because you always need a lecturer Stewart in it, so it would be cool. <laughs> So I think that would be pretty darn awesome. So that's the big news that we have from our end. We might as well jump in with both feet into the review. This is the day he finds out who I am. My friend, you have never risen higher. On this day, in this place, the Doctor will fall. Where is my wife? (laughs) Child, not a weapon! We are going back now to the fine year. Are you ready for this, folks? June 4th, 2011. Wow. Almost 12, like 12 years ago. Yeah. Almost, ex- exactly. almost exactly to the day. <laughs> yeah. So, that, we did that on purpose. Yeah. Of that's right. It it is you know Mike you said before about how uh, they split the seasons uh, or they split the season when they did the, when they aired these and I kept thinking that this was a season finale this feels like a season finale and, oh, and for all intents and well, purposes sort of kind of sorta is I was going to say for all intents and purposes it is because the six series the six season series whatever you want to call it is really two seasons I think it feels like it because the tone and everything from one to the other is really different. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And, you know, because you had, like I said earlier, the mis- the mystery of the whole season is, well, first off was who who killed the doctor? Because you had that in the very first episode of the season. Right. And this this episode does not answer that. No, not at all. But it also then, who was the woman with who peeking into, like, out of the scenes and the, throughout the whole season? Like it holes in the walls and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. looking in on Amy and it was just really, really interesting. And this is all just in a great, great series of episodes because before this, you had the almost people and which introduced the gangers, which play a very big part in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nothing like an exploding baby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I the title as well as uh Amy's narration, especially in the beginning, really leads you to think that the 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 good man that they're referring to is the doctor. But it's not. Um and I really appreciate that because I think this is the first time that I felt like Rory really, really comes onto his own. I mean, he's he's got good episodes here and there before this, but here he's he's like badass. <laughs> like like when he's uh, talking to the Cybermen, that is a badass moment. That like I don't he doesn't get those very often. No, that is that is the best Rory moment. <laughs> Oh, isn't, isn't it? It's awesome. in, it's gotta be. in his, his I've got, I love that. You know, I have a, I have a question and I have a, a, a request. A message. Yeah. A message. I have a message from the doctor and I have a question. 
It's a message from the doctor. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do I have to repeat the question? (laughs) I mean, it's so badass. And and Arthur finally gets to play like a a confident badass guy, which, you know, usually in these, he's playing like a bumbling guy that's like "Mm, the third wheel sometimes it feels like. Mm -hmm. There was, I think the only other time we really saw him this good was when we had him in the Pandorica opens in that storyline where he was sure. where, he, where he becomes the, yeah. yeah. He, he's the boy, he's he the boy who this. waited. Yeah. Exactly. He, he becomes a real boy after that point. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So it was, it was interesting. And there's, this was also like the first appearance of Strax, the first appearance of Jenny and, you know, mm-hmm. Madame Vastra. And it was, it was just awesome. Because we had seen already, we had seen Dorium in uh, an episode with River Song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't he in the Pandorica episode? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's a great introduction to to all three of them, Strax, Vasco. Yeah, I mean, it's Jenny. interesting because two of them are actors that we've seen before playing the same Other species things, yeah. playing the same species actually yep. but mm-hmm. now they're just playing different characters mm-hmm. and characters we all fall in and, love and with. that's not confusing at all nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's doctor who for you talk about people yeah. who have been used before <laughs> but then again like with the centaurans there's really not a lot of leeway there like yeah. they really pretty much all look pretty similar like potatoes. I mean, they're clones so <laughs> yeah it was interesting too because you you had so much happening in this episode. This episode was really grand in the battles mm-hmm. and, you know, the army building to take on the doctor. And then you had the headless monks. And because I think this is the first time we see the headless monks. Literally. Uh, it's the first time we see them uncloaked. That's for sure. No, I don't think we've ever seen them before this. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember them. No, yeah. we, got, we got an appearance of them in the little... Short. The prequel short before. Man, I wish the shorts were on. I hope that Disney includes the shorts when they, when they eventually get the new who, because, uh, I bet they're on the disc, but I mean, with Max, you don't, you don't get any, uh, of the shorts. But they're all up on YouTube too. So you can. But you don't know if there's a short. Yeah. You don't know if there's a short. You have to go dig for it. There's also, there's also a sequel to, you know, an epilogue to this also. And that's how, you know, spoilers, that um, Strax doesn't die in this episode. Gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And I, yeah, this is, uh, to me, this is Stephen Moffat at at some of his best stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that for a lot of people, this is what they don't like about Stephen Moffat is stuff like this. because. He is weaving a lot of stuff together here. And uh, if you like, this is not a episode that you can just jump in and watch by itself. Uh, There's a lot of things at play here uh, since actually since day one of Moffat's run, uh, there's things that are playing out in this episode and you really have to be up to date with all that stuff in order to really, really appreciate what's going on here. Which I like a lot. I think uh, I think there's a lot of great moments in this. Some of the best moments, as you said, Mike, of, of that are in Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, are in this episode. And this has got multiple ones. So it's really special in that way. Yeah. I adore this episode. I adore this whole season. And this whole season is very controversial. Oh, yeah. It's like one well, especially of the, the second half. Yeah. It's one of the oh, most so. controversial. And a lot of people hate it. And I am totally the opposite. <laughs> it's one yeah. of my favorite series of Doctor Who because I love River Song. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Moffat is at the top of his game. Frankly, he starts going downhill in the next series. But um, but yeah, and this one, he is just, he is on fire. And he I love how he uses time. He's not mm-hmm. afraid to use time and to sort of go back and, and forth with that. And uh I love all the different. I I almost wish we had done this as a two-parter with "Let's Kill Hitler" because they go so well together. 
yeah. and it's fun it's nice to, to be able to watch them without out the gap because mm -hmm. when i when i rewatched this i watched let's kill hitler too afterwards just because i was enjoying <laughs> it so much and uh drop the other shoe yeah well, it's interesting it's, too because wow. Matt was amazing in this episode. Oh my oh, God, he's so man. good! He's so, so good. good. He goes so from good. being so like sure of himself to being so angry at what happened and everything, and and, the, and from being so confident and like mm -hmm. you said, sure of himself to completely doubting everything that he knows. Yes. Oh, of course. And you can see it all in his face. It's just, and it and it feels real, like it has real weight to it. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's awesome. He's he's the perfect doctor for this sort of story. Oh, I don't think I couldn't even see Tennant or Eccleston or Tom Baker or someone doing this. Maybe I mean, Eccleston. I'm not sure about Tennant. Yeah, I mean, this I don't is know. nothing I, against Tennant. I just no. think he would have a harder time. I, I no. hate to, you know, compare and contrast because they're they're all really great actors. Uh, I think even from you know the classic series on, uh, they all did a lot of work that I think uh, they should all be proud of. And and who knows? I mean, it could have, but so I'm not I'm not comparing them. But uh, I mean, it's hard for me. These are Doctor moments that Matt has that I cannot picture anybody else. They, I think. I I'm safe. I can safely say, at least in my head, that Stephen Moffat gives Matt Smith's Doctor more great Doctor moments than any showrunner gives. <laughs> there uh, are a lot of them. <laughs> the the Doctor uh, for their runs, like mm -hmm. yeah, there's just moment after moment after moment that are like just the, like some of the top ten, twenty moments of the of the whole franchise happen in this series which is amazing and some of them even happen like two or three happen in this episode <laughs> the, the production is great too the music yeah the, the it, sets the the design of it the costumes i mean it is everyone is just on the top of their game yeah and the the thing i noticed watching it this time is that the battle is so lame but everything that's going on is so cool you don't even notice mm-hmm like it is like the cheapest, lamest battle you could produce on a television. I don't know. Series. I mean, like they barely have any people. Yeah, exactly. They, we yeah. don't. We don't. We barely see any fighting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, certainly it looks like towards the end, it looks like our our heroes around the TARDIS are doomed as they're surrounded by headless monks. But somehow they get out of it. You know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we just they just do. <laughs> like I like. I mean, uh, you know, the CG of uh, all of the. Uh, Silurians and all that kind of stuff is eh, kind of wonky and all that, but it, but it's fun. And like I said, you don't notice it because there's so much character drama that you don't really care about the the battles. You care about the like the outward battles. You care about the battles that are going on within these people, uh, yeah. between these people, and uh, that's. I mean, it's so compelling, and it's just the way it's uh, shot, the way it's directed, the way it's edited, the music, and everything. It it doesn't get much better than this. No, it's yeah. amazing. It is amazing. It, and, you know, hats off to Frances Barber for being mm -hmm. the perfect villain. You know, oh, yeah, she was Madame amazing. Kerberian is just amazing. Yes. And everything. And she I mean, literally feel her twisting her mustache the whole time. Yes. But she doesn't and, go and, she doesn't go overboard. No, you know, no. she doesn't because it would be easy to do that. It would be easy to just, you know, go completely off the rails. And she she keeps it controlled and it just makes it so much more more menacing. Yeah, not only twisting her the mustache, uh, as you put it, Mike, but also twisting the knife in the doctor's back. Like oh, it's yeah. just like yeah, it's like it's like you could just it's so painful and she enjoys it so much. Uh it's oh, yeah. You know, so and I, I love it when she was even saying, make it feel, make it, the doctor feel like he's actually winning this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, she is a sociopath and it really comes through. Oh, yeah, very much so. She, not too many uh, villains out there get one on the doctor. And she, this is probably one of the biggest uh, ones that, uh, that the doctor got wrong. Uh, the fact that he didn't spot that uh, the baby was one of the uh, what do they call them? Gangers. The, gangers. The gangers. Flesh, or whatever. flesh people. Yeah, the almost people. 
uh, <laughs> little puddles of goo. Uh, and, and, you know, and when that happens, when the baby just goes squat, like, I mean, that's, that tears your heart out. I mean, that is, think of, think of Amy's point of view. She's, Absolutely. she's, a, she's a mother and her she's baby has mother. just exploded yes. in her arms yeah. and she doesn't know. I but mean, it's, it's intro interesting too the scream that Karen gives when the baby melts in her arms and everything. It's just, you know, and she screams for Rory. It's just like, oh my God. And, and the way she acts after that, you know, she's so angry, confused. And, you know, the doctor goes to give her a hug and she's like, don't touch me. Rory goes over and, you know, she's like, no, I just. And uh, one of the other characters, uh, I think it was, uh, what's your name from Stranger Worlds? I uh, was like, I uh, <laughs> was saying, um, hey, uh, it's not the doctor's fault. And she's like, I know, but I can't. I I feel like I have to direct this anger at somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's very understandable. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's so it's so complicated and so good. Uh, you know, uh, Karen does such a great job with it. She I don't does. think she gets near enough credit. No, and it's interesting no. to see Christina Chong in this because we've yeah. all become very familiar. I had no idea. I couldn't. Rem- right. I didn't remember she was in this. When I saw her, I was like, I know her, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's on Star Trek now. Exactly. Which is pretty awesome. And she's been in a ton of different things, but I recognized her right away. It's like, oh, Strange New Worlds. Which is yeah, she's cool. kind of got the trifecta of uh, sci-fi geekdoms because she was on Doctor Who and she was in, now she's in Star Trek and she was actually in uh, one of the Star Wars movies, but uh, all her scenes were cut. Welcome to, you know, 98% of the actors out there. <laughs> So it's interesting though. And I did like the story overall and everything. And yeah, I don't, Doctor Who is, you know, still a family show. So I didn't expect to see much battle actually fighting or killing or whatever and everything. And that is a pretty affecting scene when Laura, Lorna Bucket dies. Oh, mm-hmm. when she dies and it's, you know, and it's, and the doctor says, I remember everyone. And that was just, that was just amazing. Did you believe him? No, because no. then he turns to Vastra and says, who was she? Yeah, yeah that's right. Which, like, Which is yeah, like the most heartbreaking thing. Yeah, because he just, yeah, he's like, I remember everyone. We ran, we ran. Because he, because he, he he's like, 90, like 95% of the people that I meet, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. He, fig- he figures he's got a pretty good chance if he says something yeah. like that. But to be exactly. fair, he might not have met her yet. That's true. You know, we he's, he's going at a different time than, you know, jumping around. And she might, he might not have gone to that planet yet. Mm-hmm. It might not be that he doesn't remember her. It's just that he doesn't, he hasn't gotten to her yet. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting too, because, and it was just, it was. I wonder if that story's ever been told. I loved how the doctor was, you know, how he, you know, made everybody drop their weapons because they did, you know, the headless monks in the military were going at it against each other. Yeah. Because they weren't sure who the doctor was and everything. Oh, man. Yeah, so they just started bashing each other. And then they said, put the the weapons down. And as soon as everyone put the weapons down, all the Solarians and everything started popping up. And the Jadoon were there. And it was just awesome. I mean, that's another heartbreaking scene, too, when the, the gay married Marines, oh, you know, when yeah, the headless yeah, monks still, are, are leading away. Heads yeah, they may, they really make us feel for, like, the, the grunts in this, uh, which is an interesting choice as well, where they're not just, they're not just drones that are nameless or red shirts, you know, they, they Stephen goes out of his way to give a number of them personalities and stories that you really care about them uh and and you're like wait a minute should i care for them because they're the bad guys (laughs) yeah i think he kind of makes it clear that they're they're the cannon fodder Mm -hmm. they're just caught up in something they don't really understand even, uh, even the colonel was, I think that's, yeah, the colonel, right? Uh, colonel that, uh, the leader of them was uh, was pretty, you know, badass. Yep. 
it's you know it was it was interesting and i liked the story overall and it just it moved very quickly and everything yeah yeah this has enough material in it for a two-hour movie oh. and they condense it all into an hour which is amazing mm-hmm. and then there's always river song i don't know about you guys uh the reveal of who she was blew me away like i even though in this episode i'm like man you could really see it coming and then later on when you see all the clues that steven and them left like the breadcrumbs that they left since like steven started it's like oh yeah how did i not make this connection but it is something that i don't remember anybody saying uh anybody guessing and and uh i just thought it was a brilliant move too it just it just made sense and it was like wow this is this is amazing it's one of my favorite doctor who moments actually because we you know finding out i was worried because i don't i liked river a lot and i'm like mm, they're going to explain who she is her backstory what am i going to like this and the fact that she's amy and rory's child is perfect mm-hmm. and, and the reveal of that with the, that was awesome matt's you know discussion with river he went from being really cross with her really cross with her to you know she when she said read and then his face lit up and it was like oh does that mean yes it's kind of weird it's another one of those fake out though because he says the crib is his and so we're led to believe that the gallifreyan writing on the crib is his name right and i think that distracts us even more from you know putting it together that it's river but and then, you know, Amy goes to read it and he's like, she's like, I can't read this because it's not translating. He's like, and of course, Gallifrey is the one thing that this artist can't translate, which is or, or won't translate, oh, yeah. Yeah. which is weird because aren't you are most people who use TARDIS is Gallifrey? Yeah, I figured that was more like won't translate. Yeah. So but it turns out to be that it must not be his name. It must have been River's name. And uh, so I, you know. I don't, I don't think he lied, but, uh, it's just interesting. Like, you know, it it was, or is, are both true. I mean, it was his crib and, uh, for some reason they decided to put River's name on the crib. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be River's name. I mean, River's name was on the prayer leaf. It's just that Amy tended to look at the crib first. Well, the, but the uh, doctor, she, she thought the doctor didn't see the crib. I mean, he he just saw the the writing on the crib, and he he. No, no, he saw it. the writing on the prayer leaf. Yes. No, he, he did not. It was like yes, he did. It was right. It was right there. Yeah. I no, because it was in we, the crib. But but we don't. Well, we don't see him translate that. We see it when Amy translates that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter whether we and, see him and, actually and translate the shot, it. The, the shot of it. him. The shot of him is him looking down, a shot of the writing on the crib, and then the shot of his reaction face. So yeah, because that I tells me that tells me that he was looking at the writing on the crib. That just tells me that they wanted us to think he was looking at the writing on the crib because they were holding out for the moment on the prayer leaf. That that could be. That could be. In any case, uh <laughs> it's not that big a deal regardless, because uh, what is a big deal is his reaction to it. And I mean, it is confusing for everybody involved when you don't know. Now, this is, you know, one of the few I've seen this episode a few times, but I haven't seen it in a while. And when you know, you can really appreciate a lot of things uh, about uh, that happens here. Uh, the first like when when River, uh, when uh, Rory's recruiting and runs across River. And she just looks at him as like, Rory, I don't know if it's, a, it's not the first time they met, is it? No. no. No, but she's really like, knows, like really reacts to him. I don't know if it, if it is the first time because. Mm-mm. They they met each other in the Pandora episode. Yeah, but which, which, which timeline was that for River? Well, she, she met Rory way back in Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah. I mean, that's very early in our timeline. That's yeah, true. but let's kill Hitler is after this. Yeah. Not but, not in her. Not in her timeline. Because she just. In her timeline. She it's just regenerates from Mel. 
in let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's all yeah, timey wimey. Anyway, he she it looks like it's the first time she's ever seen him. Because she's like she she definitely has takes a look at him like and he's even you know, Rory's kinda like looking like, uh, why are you looking at me that way? No, he looks she looks at that's the first hint you get that there's more to their relationship that they know each and that they know each other is what I got from it. Sure. Is, you know, she's like looking, that's my dad, you know, type thing. All yeah. broke and everything. Yeah. yeah. I kind of got the feeling that she just hadn't seen him in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I felt. So. Yeah. Well, however the times work. I mean, maybe uh, he's even already, you know, gone back in time to Manhattan by that time. Who knows? Oh, I'm, because I'm, it's, it's interesting sure that, uh, it's interesting that, uh, Stephen knew from day one. That's why he named Amy Pond, gave her the, gave her the last name Pond. So he always had it in his head that River was going to be related in some ways to Amy. And uh, I think the season before this, he told Stephen told uh, Alex, but swore that she swore her to that secrecy she couldn't tell anybody else so nobody uh even karen and arthur had no idea until they were filming this scene in even in rehearsals they were they had masked the fact that uh they had a different ending so they didn't know like <laughs> they didn't know so they wanted to keep this really hush hush um but it is amazing to me how that's why that's why it works and that's why i think it feels genuine because Stephen knew all along and he was built putting those seeds in there. So it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere, even though it was a big surprise. Yeah, definitely. If you go and look, that's why the season is so much fun to rewatch. Yeah. Cause, Cause you can really go back and look at, at where he's planted all these, all these clues, yep. which I did not pick up on at the time. No, no. And that's the cool thing about it is there's just all the clues. It's like, Oh, you're right. Wow. Now we know. And it's just like, you know, it's just, it's the fun thing about it. And so much still cool stuff to come even further in the season. And that's the fun thing about it. You know, starting with the next episode. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It was really. Yeah. It gets kind of, it gets kind of convoluted. And and critics of of Moffat uh, are really like jump on him for this, but it I mean a lot of the stuff the storyline with the astronaut and uh, Madame Kavarian and all of that like does get a little convoluted uh, towards the end, uh, and I'm saying that as an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it it. It it's not as strong to me as like this is or let's let's kill Hitler is um, the last few episodes of this season which kind of deal with that. I you know don't aren't as strong for me. For, uh, for me, there's uh, some amazing. The girl who waited was such an amazing, amazing. That's not what I'm talking about. That has but, nothing to do with this storyline. I know, but Night Terrors <laughs> was my only week one for it. Yeah. And everything. And, you know, the Cyberman story with uh, the return of Craig but could have, could have just. Uh, I find that one kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Stormageddon. So it's a... I mean, I, I know it's not the best one, but it's, I still yeah. find it kind of fun. And I love the God Complex, which was awesome. Ah, uh, that was a great episode. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some fun stuff to come. So, any final thoughts you want for this before we go ahead and rate this one? I can't believe this is like, like I could talk about this one even like for a lot longer. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's just so good. It's so good. It's it so is good. So good. And the thing is, I can't tell people that they should start with this one. No, because it it doesn't make no. any sense. But no, but if you've watched Doctor Who for a while, you're gonna love it. I would tell yes. people if they wanted to be familiar with us, at least start the beginning of the season and work their way towards it. Yeah, maybe yeah. beginning of the season before this one. Well, start yeah. with Matt's I mean, season. I was going to say, start with the the first episode with Matt and uh, that's, the, that's, that's the best thing. Oh, it's mm-hmm. one of the best 
merch that you literally too. see people from in this episode from the Dalek story. Yeah. You just got to see the pirates. You know, yeah. the and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy flying the, the plane. That's from the Dalek story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting with that. All right, Mr. Mike, you're raving about it. Go ahead and give it a rating. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead. I know it's not perfect. Like I said, the battle is lame, uh, but I don't care. That's how good the writing is and the character work is on this. Uh, everybody is on their A game. I, I can't give this any less than a five. I mean, everything just comes together so well. It could have, you know, in lesser hands, it could have really fallen apart. And and that moment where we find out who Amy, uh, who uh, River is could have just fell flat. But instead, it felt amazing. Um, it's a weird way to cut, like, <laughs> like the last thing you see before a big break uh, of episodes, but uh, that does leave you hanging for sure in a good way. And, uh, and there's a lot of moments in here that are great and heartbreaking, uh, triumphant and everything. It's got everything in it. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very much so. All right, Mary. Oh, I have to give it a five. This is one of my favorite episodes. It's so good. This whole season is so good. I mean, some are better than others, but it is just such a fun season. Uh, Stephen Moffat at the absolute top of his game. And I just, you know, I think one of the things that really sets this episode apart, even, uh, you know, apart from the, the fun timey wind plot, is that there are just so many good character moments here. The interaction between Matt and Alex, between Amy and Rory, between Matt and, and Lorna Bucket, and uh, even the, the side characters all have little backstories that you really feel for them. He you, even the takes the time. Great. He did. He even takes the time to create and introduce three new characters that we love. That you care about. That yeah, can, that, yeah, that you still want to see back. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> you know what? Um, I know I've got a lot going on here, but let me just introduce three, three right. new characters. Here are three epic characters are going to love immediately. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it's just, it's a master at work. Yeah. It, Very it's, much so. It is just, uh, I love this episode so much. I highly recommend it. Yep. I agree with that completely. And I'm going to agree. Um, this is definitely a five for me. Five Tardises all the way. And so much so in the last 24 hours, I've watched it twice already. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. it was that much fun. And I just had a blast with this one. And God, I miss Matt as the doctor. He was so good as, as, the, as the character taking, you know, being angry, being forceful. And even like in the scenes when he was picking up the different um, people to help him out, and you just saw his silhouette, the shadow, and it was it was like when Dorian was getting picked up, he was like, "No, why can't you take somebody else? Please, no!" And it, I just I just loved it. It was just awesome, and I kept on thinking, "God, I wonder what the story would have been like if Barrowman was in it, because he was originally supposed to be." Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't get away because he was filming Torchwood. Exactly. And I think not the great Torchwood. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like if it, if it was up to him, he'd be like, I wish I was in that episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> or as they like to go, wah, wah. But yeah, it was, it was great. And I, you know, this is such a high for me and seeing the doctor like this and, it was just a ton of fun. There was tender moments in this. There was horrific moments. And there was just, it was just all around a great, great story. So we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. You know, definitely let us know what you guys think. Feedback at ourstationwho.com. I know this episode's probably going to come out right in the middle of it. But if you're in the Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia area, we are going to be at Concaster Burris this weekend. And, you know, definitely stop by. We'll have a table set up and it should be a ton of fun for us to be there. And, you know, just stop by, say howdy. It would be great for you to, to do it if you get a chance. And if you want to check out their schedule, it's concasterburris.com. So it's pretty straightforward, folks. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. All right. And Miss Mary, 
you're going to be a con K and anything you want to promote. I am so looking forward to being at con K. It's really going to be fun. Uh, you can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome. Sadly, Mr. Mike, you will not be joining us this weekend. I am uh, bummed that I cannot join you. Uh, the the thing that I'm going to miss the most about not being at Con K is hanging out with you two. So uh, I wish you nothing but a great time. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, have a good time. And, and yeah, represent us well. Oh, we will. We will. And if you stop by your table, we will have some. I mean, no promises. Very, but... very cool. We have ESO Network swag. I don't know why I'm holding it up because it's not a video podcast. Nobody can see We're it. We're not a video podcast yet. Yet. <laughs> yet, 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 yet. So it's going to be a ton of fun, folks. So definitely check us out. And you know what? We're looking forward to seeing everyone. Until then, my name is Mike Faber. On behalf of myself, Mary Ogle, and Mr. Mike Gordon, we will see you all soon. Peace and have a great one, folks. And remember, a good man does good. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The place, Babylon 5. The podcast is the Epsilon 3. Right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.